Welcome to the Roadmap to Wealth Show. The show is hosted by the Invest Tribe community, a total European resource for anyone looking to succeed in all sorts of investing. Real estate, stock market, bonds and ETFs, cryptocurrency, foreclosure, peer-to-peer lending, business and startups. Before we get to today's interview, if you are a new listener, be sure to go to investtribe.org and subscribe because we offer content, tools, and an international community of experts, newbies, and everyone in between to help people to learn investing, network, find partners, deals, and financing, and make the best investing decisions possible. Let us start the show. Today, my guest is Jennifer Kempston, blogger, entrepreneur, author of the Master Money Blueprint, How to Master Your Money and Create a Powerful Mindset. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you today? Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm fine. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get interested in personal finance? And there is a phase in your life that led you to personal finance. Yep, sure. Um, so I'll give you a bit of background about me. I am Scottish, hence the accent. Um, I'm in my late 30s and a working mum in Glasgow of two small boys. And my background is actually engineering. So I'm trained as an electrical engineer. I used to build robots. And so I've always been a bit of a geek, a bit interested in how things work. And what happened was about four years ago, I was on my second maternity leave with my youngest son. And um, my husband, when he came into our relationship, came with about £24,000 worth of consumer debt. So credit cards and loans. And I had never experienced debt before in my life. I'd always lived with cash flow only, paying for everything. Um, And so before I was about to go back to work full time, I looked at our numbers, our budget, and felt completely trapped and stuck. I felt that there was no way out of this constant paycheck to paycheck cycle, just always having to work, even though I had two boys at home that I would like to do something with as well and be with them. Um, And that night, I decided there had to be a better way. (laughs) There just had to be a better way of doing things, of, of this endless cycle of debt management. And that night, I think I then went on a rampant search for everything to do with finances, paying off debt, using money smarter. And it just ended up being this passion with money. Um, I read, I will, teach you be, I will Teach You To Be Rich by Ramath Sethi, which is a very famous um, book from the USA. And he basically taught me all about investing and budgeting. And, and then there's Dave Ramsey and all these books I kept reading. And from there, I got this passion for investing and actually learning how to use money as a tool to design mm-hmm. life. So financial freedom, you know, the, everything that comes out of learning about money, financial freedom, security. Um, and from there, I just had this real passion to share it with others. And so that has led me now down the line to having a YouTube channel, a blog, a book, courses, where I teach people in the UK, namely how to invest, how to use their mm-hmm. money smarter. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Many adults still don't know how to handle their finances. And I personally know a lot of people like this. Yes. (laughs) And many fall into all kinds of uh, debts. Yes, that's a reality. Do you think what is the best way to start teaching about money to children first, maybe? How do your parents go about it? What they... What is themselves, how they can teach uh, their children to manage money finally? 
Yeah, well, namely, I've got two small boys myself. So I've got a seven year old and a three year old. And the, the best thing you can do is teach them the value of money. So actually, you know, when they receive money from us or from their grandparents, it's saying, right, we can save some of it. We can spend some of it and then we'll do some good with some of it. So try and encourage them also to give to others. So really think of money not as just this item that we hoard on to, you know, keep, keep, keep or we spend. Let's try and use it a couple of different ways. And I think children also emulate what the parents are doing. So for us in our household, it's very relaxed about money. Um, they see us, they see me investing, they see my husband talking about investments, they see us saving. Um, we talk also about our goals. So as a goal of our family, we want to build and design our own home down the line. So we talk about we talk about that with the boys and say, what will we do with our money? What will we? So it's uh, it's keeping money as being this tool rather than something where they see us struggle every day. They um, and I suppose in life in the past year as well, uh, my husband actually stopped the corporate world last year because of the business that I've built up and I work full time. So we've changed life quite dramatically and they've seen the, the joy that, that you know, money can bring choices as well. Thank you very much. Budgeting is a big world. Uh, <laughs> yes, what is your own rule of thumb when budgeting? Do you follow the 50, 30, 20 rule as well? Um, so I do actually, and it's a bit of a way, I work more on a, Roughly 50% is for your essentials, so your food, your petrol, keeping the house on. Um, I always say invest financial freedom 10%, so 10% for your future, without doubt. Um, I then believe in giving money, so I say 10%, give it to charities, give it to things you believe in. Um, and then really that 20%, 30% left over is your discretion, because sometimes people might want to save, might want to spend, um, but if you aim for, yes, 50% roughly is living right now. And I really say those two 10% give financial freedom and give to others. Those are the essential bits of your budget. Thank you very much. Uh, going back to that, credit cards, that's in particular, yeah, mm. well known. Uh, what are your thoughts about minimum payment structure? Um, so I believe that you should never just pay the minimum. I think you should pay the minimum plus at least 10%. Mm -hmm. So you're really, we, we don't want to get stuck in that cycle of meeting the minimum all the time because you'll be there for 25, 30 years paying off huge chunks of money. Um, so yes, I would commit to the minimum plus a little bit extra as your bare minimum. You set the standard um, so that you are, and that goes the same with your mortgage. We do the same with our mortgage payment. Any debt, don't just meet the minimum requirement. Let's go the extra mile automatically. Thank you very much. Uh, what step do you recommend to stick to a budget? Um, it's really, you've got to understand your reason why you're doing it. So I've talked about, I always make sure we have money to invest, to save every month and give. And therefore the budget is not just a, a tool to control life. It's actually to use it to better ourselves with. And I think that's the secret of any budget mm -hmm. is um, let's give it a purpose in everything we're doing. Don't just say, right, this is the amount of money only. Give it a reason and a thing that you're passionate about. Thank you very much. A quote from Benjamin Franklin, beware of the little expenses. A small leak will sink a great ship. What do you think about it? It's spot on. <laughs> I think it's great <laughs> advice. And I'm relating it to money and anything to do with life. 
It's often the small purchases, popping to the shop more than you need to do, and maybe having subscriptions that you're not really using, the gym membership that you might not be using, perhaps Netflix, um, all these little things add up. And that's the first step really is looking at what you're spending and really saying, do, does everything give me joy? You know, is it worth my money, my time? Um, and, and really stripping back till you've got a spending pattern that you, you love and appreciate everything. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Uh, but how do you think, what is the correct money mindset should be? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, it's a uh, tough question, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think the correct way, the, the way that I see would benefit more people is believing money is unlimited, which it is. You know, we know that money yeah. is available. Even at times like this, where it feels like economies are maybe suffering, stocks are dipping, it's actually an opportunity to realize that there'll always be ways to bring money to you as an individual. It's all about what value you give others, really. And so I really do think, have that mindset of money not being in lack you know, this is your portion only, it's abundant, and you recognize it's only a tool, it's just the same as having your time and delegating what you do, your energy, it's just a way to make things happen in your life, so detach from it being the sole thing that matters in your life, and make it a tool in your life instead. Thank you very much, Jeff and Jennifer. How do you build an emergency fund, and how should it be? Um, emergency fund I like to call it a new opportunities fund so yes. I like to make it oh, good name I like it exactly <laughs> because emergency makes me feel all fear and panicky so we say new opportunities fund mm -hmm. um, how do you build it it's very similar to you've got to have it in your budget you've got to simply every single month have a small portion of money going to it to build it up in the first instance um, and then I'd really say probably three to six months probably three months is a good starting size for an emergency or new opportunities fund um, mainly in times like just now you know if you had had that little buffer of money maybe a little bit more security about what's happening in the world so um, you just got to put it you just got to save and start saving for it <laughs> thank you very much uh, what advice or tips can you give to young couples starting a family so they can um, <laughs> save money finally, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think you'll never prepare for a baby. <laughs> yes. No matter, no, no matter what you do, you'll never prepare fully. Um, so I would just say, you know, very much like uh, a new opportunities fund or paying off debt, start to think about if that's something for your life, putting a little bit of money every month aside. Um, also realise that a baby will adapt to the life you give them anyway. Don't think of this thing as something you've got to save exclusively for. They will adapt. They're happy to be around you. Um, it's more make sure you're creating the life you want with the baby involved. So, for example, man or woman, do you want to work full time or would you rather be at home part time? So start working on what you think would get you there to live that life that you want. You don't want to have children and then regret that you couldn't be with them if you really want to be. So start designing life now with the life that you'd want to have involving them as well. Thank you very much. I know that you offer courses, trainings, tools, and other uh, online products on your website. Yes. Uh, you, you wrote a book also, uh, so tell us more about the resources that you made available and accessible to people. 
Sure. Um, so particularly for the UK, I have released a couple of courses about investing. So one course is called Investing Made Simple, because I really think a lot of people are bamboozled by technology, terms, the stock market, they don't know where to begin. Um, so that was one of my kind of passions was making that information nice and easy for people to understand. I also have budgeting tools, so spreadsheet tools to help you budget, pay off debt, work towards financial freedom. So that's something, if you want something really practical from me, I can help you there. Um, and then I also have my book we talked upon. And this book, I actually wanted to write something that was very long lasting. So not practical in the sense of it will teach you how to invest, but actually what are some of the money mindset strategies? So thinking about how you want to design life, what are your goals? How can we use money um, to create that? Um, even having things like structures to pay off debt, better you know very much holistic strategies so the books one that i hope will last many 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 years not just for practical advice right now thank you very much are you a part of a, a support group for women entrepreneurs or any group that advances women causes um i'm not at the moment i'm not at the moment but i do regularly use facebook groups instagram groups and um, just to kind of keep up to date with what people are up to and support. I, I work, um, I deal with a group called the Money Bloggers in the UK, so people who write about money, um, and we kind of have this support network in the background. But um, I do believe though mentorship and having a structure in some way can be highly valuable if you're a brand new entrepreneur, um, and definitely something that you should be investing in for yourself if you can. Thank you very much. I know that you're also an entrepreneur. Are you also into property investment, yes? Not yet, but I have goals. <laughs> um, I think once the time is right, what I've talked about, we want to build our own house. I think the house we're living in now, we will pay off the mortgage completely and we'll use that in some way. So that will be our first um, property. I see as my additional ways to bring in money. Uh, I'm going to focus on investments and myself, courses and everything I can do. And property will be a nice little add-on down the line. Uh, what does passive income means to you? Oh, I love passive income. <laughs> passive <laughs> income is the best. Um, passive income is just a joy. That's the word that I can bring. Um, it's the first, When I learned this concept a couple of years ago, it changed my life. Passive income. I had no clue that you could earn money not from working. That just seemed completely alien to me. And now it's actually probably the only method of income that I put effort into. So um, I only create things usually where it's a one-time creation and I can then sell it multiple times, like a book, like a course, like YouTube as well, where I create videos, but I don't need to be filming them all hours of the day. Somebody can watch it and I can get ad revenue. Um, so really, if you're somebody who's looking to do something on the side of your job, I'd really invest to get a passive income. So, you know, is there an ebook you could write? Could you um, start a YouTube channel? Could you help people in that way? Something passive, because the moment that you keep swapping your time for money, you're just stuck in that endless cycle. And it's really, it's a wonderful freedom tool um, that I can be enjoying my family, plus also making money at the same time and helping people. So back to passive income, yes. In your portfolio, <laughs> what are the resources you get passive income from? Uh, what is your favorite? <laughs> oh, um, so I have passive income from YouTube. I, am, I, I have a monetized channel. I've got passive income from my blog. 
Um, I've got passive income from my spreadsheets, passive income from my courses, um, passive income from my books. So I think that's about five. Um, what's my favourite? I think my favourite will still be YouTube. So that's where I started. And the reason being that I, the, the amount of people that I can help just landing on my video is worldwide. Um, and it's, it's a lovely feeling to know that somebody could click on my video and get that information. But the other thing is sometimes when I've got products off the back of that, like courses or my spreadsheets, when you get the little notification on your phone, it's really exciting to see that somebody's enjoyed your product yes. <laughs> and everything like that. So that's, yes, it's, an, um, it's a nice kind of validation that somebody's appreciated your work, I suppose, as well. Uh, the question that I would like to ask you is what uh, said, can this be sustainable for long term and people can create their eight to five day jobs? So, you know, seven to five job jobs. Or perhaps people may be available as a legacy to the loved ones. Um, I think that you can definitely replace your nine to five income through all the, um, I certainly in the past two years since starting my passive incomes equal my day job, mm -hmm. you know, most months. And actually I work in IT at the moment. So I know that my standard of living already is probably higher than the average. So I'm very thankful, you know, that I've been able to make um, both sources equal compatible. But I, I do think it very quickly could replace your nine to five job. If you, there's a couple of caveats. I think you have to make sure you're offering something of value to others, like they really want that information. And then also make it the highest standard that you can. Don't just assume that if you do something, that's good enough. Make it the very best that you can, and then somebody will appreciate that of more value to them as well. Okay, thank you. Uh, the pandemic of coronavirus, of course, we, uh, we should speak about it. Um, what do you think, what advice can you give to anyone right now uh, while we experience the pandemic of coronavirus? Um, like anything in life, I think we go through seasons of maybe uncertainty and things don't seem clear. And the only thing I think of from maybe a faith background or just realising that the world is always in a cycle is things will always recover. They'll always get better. So even though right now it might seem fear-based, a lot of uncertainty, I do believe the world will recover and we might even recover stronger. <laughs> you know, we're very resilient, we're very resourceful. Um, so my, my only advice would be make sure you keep yourself safe, keep yourself healthy, look after your mind and your body. And I do believe six months down the line, I think this will be a lesson that we've looked back on and said, wow, look what we came through as a world, as a society. I think there's a lot of positives as well as maybe the uncertainty that we'll get through. Uh, maybe they have, you can give some advice to people about their finance actually for this period because there are um, a lot of uh, people who, for example, are entrepreneurs and uh, they just lost all their clientele one mm -hmm. like this, you know, and uh, a lot of people are lost their jobs. So it's a real hard time for now and mm -hmm. you don't know where it will end. So what's the attitude do you think the people should on their finance, the people should bring right now? I think it's important to remember that we're incredibly resourceful. So although one path seems like it's, it's stopped right now, 
I guarantee there's something within you where you could make something else happen. So it could well be, let's say, as an entrepreneur, your business has relied on maybe meeting people face to face or something. Is there a way then you could turn your business online so that you're, you know, helping people virtually, you're creating content to help them, different ways, you know, products you could sell. Really think outside the box. Use it as an opportunity to maybe be inspired by something you hadn't had the time to do before. If you're somebody who's lost your job, I would first of all say just get back to the bare bones budgeting. So keep your roof on, keep, you know, as much as you can. Don't spend anything else than you have to. But also start to think is there a way that you could build an income right now that didn't rely on you working from someone else is there a way is there a talent you have that you could start giving others online and um, you try and use anything as a springboard to perhaps the next stage in your life don't this is not your end there's always a comeback story so i'm very sure that everyone's got the resources in them to really give it their all and just work on making sure you build up the little nest eggs, emergency funds, if you can, even just a little bit right now, have that in the back burner. Thank you very much, Jennifer. What can you uh, listen and go and find more about you? Do you have, you say, your national <laughs> site, a book on YouTube? What else? Yeah, sure. Um, so um, if you go to YouTube and type in Mama Furfer, that's my name of my channel, you can find me there. I also have a website, mamafurfer.com. Um, and my book, as we've talked about, is called The Master Money Blueprint. You can find it on Amazon, on the Kindle store. Um, and by all means, you know, reach out to me. You find me on Instagram as well, under at Mama Furfer. You can reach out and happy to answer any questions. Thank you very much, Mama Furfer. It's a very interesting name. How did you come with this? <laughs> it sticks in your head. Um, it's actually a nickname. So before I created finance content, um, a nickname I had at work was Furfer because my name's Jennifer. So they just took a little um, And Mama is because I've got stepchildren, I've got my two boys, and that's the name that they throw around. So it just stuck, Mama Furfer. And I thought, that name people aren't going to forget. So <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> and actually, in, in Google, if you type, if people look for investing, people will often type Mama Furfer investing. So there we go. It must be recognized. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. I had a great time today talking for you for this episode. Thank you very much for your time. i see no you next worries. time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all the resources, links, and show notes over at investtribe.org. See you next week on the Roadmap to Wealth Show.